It's April 29, 2018, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day that, apropos of absolutely nothing, Sweden's official Twitter account tweeted, Swedish meatballs are actually based on a recipe King Charles XII brought home from Turkey in the early 18th century. Let's stick to the facts! Exclamation mark. Again, this was completely out of the blue, and of course it immediately sent social media users, foodies, and both Swedish and Turkish patriots into a total frenzy. Which they then pretended to be surprised about. There was the official account of Sweden tweeting this, and it's like <laughs> yeah. constructed in the most clickbaity, trolley way possible. It's like the UK <laughs> government tweeting out, fish and chips are actually a Jewish food from Spain, stick to the facts. I mean, you're <laughs> right. obviously going to trigger a whole load of people because of the provenance of where the story's coming from, not whether or not it's true to chime in (laughs) yeah i looked back at some of the responses that the account had got and it was things like you should shut the f up and you are a shame for your own country and who hired and pays you stop it (laughs) you know people are just like like, this is outrageous although those replies are quite mean it could be worse arian because just a couple of years later scandinavian airways aired an ad poking fun at the controversy over the meatballs and it was pulled after drawing complaints including from right-wing politicians and the ad agency who came up with it were targeted with a bomb hoax so some swedes were not over it yeah well i mean i think the let's stick to the facts bit is the most problematic part of the tweet because instantly you've got lots of clever clogs types who replied with well there was no turkey in the 18th century um, and well, the Swedish Twitter account, having put this thing into the world, then had to respond with Swedish good manners, you know, with replies like, good knowledge, exclamation mark, thanks for sharing, whilst clearly being highly embarrassed to have indicated an ignorance about the Ottoman Empire on an international diplomatic channel. <laughs> Surprise that this was seen as just lighthearted fun, really. But ultimately it was, and lots of news outlets around the world filled their airtime with there's a controversy because Sweden says that meatballs are Turkish, but are they really? And can I just cut through it all now and say, no, they're not. Like, yeah. you know, kofta is totally different, isn't it? Kofta tastes sort of spicy. Swedish meatballs are, in the modern day, made with pork, partly, which obviously Muslim countries don't do. That end of. Does it matter that it was inspired by a trip to the Ottoman Empire? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like this story falls apart pretty quickly when you start examining it. I mean, there's the truth... Like the truthy part of the story is that after a battle with the Russians in present day Ukraine, Charles XII fled south into modern day Moldova, which was then part of the Ottoman Empire. And he spent five years there in exile before returning to Sweden. And the story goes he brought the meatballs back. So, okay, Moldova is hardly Turkey. Like it's actually quite far from Turkey. They're definitely not eating modern day Turkish foods in Moldova at the time. And also, does a king really bring back recipes? (laughs) <laughs> maybe if he's just presided over the end of the empire and he's like ah oh, you guys okay so i lost a few thousand guys out there but here's Sorry about great, the dead troops but look yeah, meatballs everybody meatballs, and i've got coffee coffee's good and we've got i've got this really crazy thing with cabbage <laughs> i mean that said he did spend the last year of his exile in constantinople so it's 
possible that he ate Turkish meatballs there. And also he was accompanied by some of the remnants of his army. So maybe when they came back to Sweden, they started spreading the dish. You know, the timeline does check out because the first mention of meatballs in a Swedish cookery book is from 1751. However, there are accounts of meatballs in Europe as early as the Roman Empire. So there are much easier ways for the meatball to have drifted north to Sweden. Well, there's also the business of when Sweden started claiming the meatball. And apparently it goes back to the Chicago World's Fair of 1893, which introduced the meatball. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) everything does, at least on this show. Um, They introduced the dish as part of the Swedish smorgasbord. And so that was where it first began to be a thing. And then I suppose more recently, IKEA in particular has made hay with it by having it as like an integral part of your furniture. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, you know, your furniture shopping experience includes a stop off at the, um, you know, at the meatball stand. I know a lot of people, you know, identify IKEA with meatballs. And indeed, apparently they are the 10th largest food retailer in the world, which is mind boggling. It's like when people tell you that McDonald's are the biggest seller of toys, sort of incidentally to their main business, (laughs) they sell a lot of food. But for me, I don't know about you, for me, the standout bit of the buffet at IKEA It's not the meatballs, which are fine, of course. It's the jelly. Where else as a grown-up do you get to have jelly as a pudding for 30p? Uh, I want more of that everywhere, please. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's incredible. Two million meatballs are consumed in IKEA cafeterias every single day. And apparently 30% of diners come to IKEA specifically just to eat. So the meatball thing started as a way to keep customers in the shop longer and it would give indecisive buyers time to sort of mull over possible purchases without actually leaving. But it did get me thinking, would we even be talking about the Swedish meatball outside of Sweden if it wasn't IKEA? I mean, the chain is Mm. so enormous. I read that it uses 1% of all the world's wood. Oh, my good God. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I, I take your point. It certainly doubled down on what existed in people's minds. But if IKEA was so influential in and of itself, then we'd all be drinking fizzy lingonberry. And we don't, <laughs> because we only have it IKEA, and then we remember why you don't buy it anywhere else. So I think it's also the fact that meatballs are tasty. And this is why meatballs have existed in various different cultures all over the world for thousands of years before. This is why there's an Iranian dish called uh, Kufte Tabrizi and uh, Four Joy Meatballs, also from China that are doing similar things. It's because, guess what? Chopping up raw meat and mixing it with the international staple food of bread is something that occurred to many different nationalities at the same time. Let's stick to the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the Swedish meatball has definitely been adapted to that European palate because they are usually served with a massive helping of mashed potato as well as gravy and, as you mentioned, the famous lingonberry jam. No wonder they sell millions of them because you can eat like a plate of 15 meatballs. You can't do that with the Italian ones. They're too gristly. Do you know what I mean? Well, the Swedish ones, it's like grapes. You just keep munching on them. (laughs) Well, the all-time record, uh, get back to our speed-eating competition episode, (laughs) is held by Takeru Kobayashi from Japan, and he ate 29 meatballs in one minute. And yes, they were IKEA meatballs that he was doing it with. I was on the Guinness World Records website. So as well as the most meatballs eaten in a minute record, there's a page for the most meatball portions served in 24 hours. But guess what? There isn't a record for it because it evidently 
it hasn't been attempted yet. And I was thinking, you guys, let's put a team together of retrospectors <laughs> and do this one ourselves. It's not a speed eating competition. It's just a, it's a quantity over a period of 24 hours. And in terms of recipes of the Swedish meatball, apparently the great debate is whether you grate your onions into the meat mix or whether you fry the onions separately and serve it with the meatballs. But Finland actually has an interesting hack for that one. They have a mm. trick where you mix powdered French onion soup into the meat. It's the MSG of Nordic cuisine, though, that, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It probably tastes great, and there's probably nothing wrong with it. But just, you know, when you hear about it, you're like, no, you're taking a shortcut there. Yeah. (laughs) I've never read the deep dive in how this tweet came to happen, though. No one seems to have investigated that for something that set the internet alight. Why is there not an article on this on Vox? I don't know. But... What's interesting is it wasn't from the At Sweden account. So the story of the At Sweden account was that it was run by the Swedish Institute and for a long time, for years, um, they handed over the keys to At Sweden to a different Swedish citizen each week who got to tweet about whatever they liked, even though sometimes that involved references to masturbation and things that in the cold light of day did not seem like a great idea to attach to the handle at Sweden. (laughs) Um, This was a a relatively successful enterprise for a number of years. And at this time, uh, at Sweden was being run concurrently with at Sweden SE, which is the official account that tweeted Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, and the guy who was running at Sweden at the time was a chap called Oyan, and he chipped in with, my whole life has been a lie. At least he saw the humour in it. So this is what the Sweden SE official account came back with, and you can hear the shame in them writing this. They said, Swedish food has been influenced by many foreign cultures. The same can be said about nearly all food cultures. That's what we wanted to emphasise with our tweet. Having said that, we should have looked deeper into the origins and history of Swedish meatballs before tweeting. You can just hear the poor social media manager going, oh, <laughs> yeah. screw I was going to say, I'm, you can see what's got- happened is the intern's been ticked off. They've been yeah. replaced with a social media manager who normally doesn't write the tweets themselves. But look at the mess you've got us into, Sven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to take over the account today. Next time. They thought they were being clever. They thought it was a satire that like some Morgan Stanley type was going to buy it. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.